It was a dark night in mid-October in Dallas, Texas. Three amazingly beautiful, hilarious siblings to Shay, Sage, and Storm walk into a bar. From behind the light of a single candle, as the drinks begin to flow, so do the stories. And as per usual, they turn dark very quickly. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Three Siblings Walk Into a Bar. My name is Sage, and I'm the middle sibling. I'm Storm, the youngest sibling. And I'm Deshay, the oldest sibling. <laughs> Why? Why? Every time. Why? Oh my God. No, I'm not frozen. I'm you literally were, right here. As Deshay, soon as it, it was were. just a picture of your face. Do we want to start this one over since right. we're only 30 I'm seconds in? To say. <laughs> it always has the audio, so I think we're fine. Uh, Let's. It okay. always has the audio. Oh my god! Every time. I know that's why when it's ever when it's Deshay's turn to tell a story, I've just exactly to yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then whenever you get back on, be like, I don't know why it does crazy. that because it freezes the two of you at the same time for me. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Get better internet. All of us need better internet. <laughs> I know. Oh, I was I was walking out of the house the other day going to work. And this lady scared me because she walked around the corner into my like, like a uh, foyer type area in front of my house. And she was yeah. uh, front porch. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, she walked around the corner <laughs> and she was like, hey, and I was like, hi, <laughs> what's up? And she goes, oh, I think I caught you at a bad time. And I was like, what? I'm going to work. Like, what's going on? And she was like, oh, I'm with, um, it was Verizon. And I was like, honey, like, you need a better sales tactic. You cannot be jumping up and scaring people like that. You can't do that. Uh, I almost stabbed you with a throat. You just, you just said, <clears> throat> almost lost your life. Yeah. It was weird because normally, like, I don't get a whole lot of solicitors and stuff. But that morning at, like, 8.39 in the morning, someone knocks on the door. So and I am wearing boxers. And I go and, like, kind of open the door a little bit. And I, me, I'm sticking my head out half asleep. And this guy's like, uh, hi, I am, a the, this is my name and, and this is my partner. Uh, we just want to, can we, um, the, the power of God. And I was like, no, dude, no. And I shut the door in his face and I was like, I'm not doing this. Don't wake me up to tell you, tell me about that. I'm not doing it. And why are they now? I'm like it. a random, like Thursday. No. Like, what is happening? Yes. And I'm like, you know what? There are plenty of places if somebody wanted to go exactly. talk to somebody. Right. It was really Yeah, I was like, why would they pick my door? And then I was like, oh, it's I have a Ouija board, like, place, front doormat. It, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes oh, sense. Yeah. Just don't answer your, don't answer the door. I don't ever answer my door. I don't answer the door unless uh, I know yeah. or I'm expecting yeah. someone. And yeah, normally exactly. if it's someone that I need, like the apartment or something, they'll announce themselves and tell me who they are. Mm-hmm. And now yes. <laughs> That's what oh I'm going to start God. doing instead of answering the door, just yelling through the door. <laughs> oh, yes. Listen. Yeah. Seriously. I like to watch them. Because we have the cameras, you've got like the front door, the like doorbell camera, and then we've got a camera above our, um, 
um, the garage. So I always like it because if it's salespeople, they will like ring the doorbell and then they go stand oh, yeah. mm-hmm. out by the cars, like to wait for you. And I always like to watch them because they're just like chit chatting and stuff. And I'm like, you have no idea you. <laughs> That's okay. so wild though, because like <clears throat> it happens everywhere. Like you're being recorded kind of everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yeah. Well, and because we have a new, we're in the new development um, mm-hmm. neighborhood, that it's so bad with like the solar people and the security oh, people, yeah. and like it's so bad. So we used to have a security system thing, and we still had a sign for it, and I was like, put mm-hmm. that shit in our front yard because that way those people exactly will stay away from us. And like, yeah. and then we just have yeah. to deal with the solar exactly. people. Oh my god. Well, I was telling the girls. So is everybody ready for I Christmas? I am super ready for Christmas. I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, I know. I've this is a super slow season for us. I still have stuff to do. I do. Too. Yeah. I don't have pretty much any of my Christmas shopping done. You're welcome. Yep. Oh my gosh. Uh, my mother-in-law used to tell me all the time that the best deals were on like Christmas mm. Eve. Because mm-hmm. everything goes mm-hmm. on like super sale, and she said that her brother would not mm-hmm. buy anything, and then would go out like bright and early Christmas Eve and go buy everybody's yeah. Christmas presents. I've totally done that before. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> my anxiety will not let me do that. No, Mm-mm. especially when the kids want like very Specific popular things. items that oh, I know yeah. I have to get early. But right. But I finally finished. I just have to wrap everything. Just get bags. Everybody gets bags this year. That's what I mainly do. Richard is so anti-bag. Like, like we have to wrap stuff that's like Mm -hmm. unwrappable. Oh no, we got to figure out how to do it. Like t-shirts get wrapped. Like they don't go in a little box that you can just tape shut. Like what? No, No. No. everything (laughs) gets wrapped. Hard pass. I, hate I can't. It. I I can't wrap anything like in general. I ninety percent of the time I go over to mom's house on Christmas morning and I have like a big bag full of stuff and I'm like, do you have any wrapping paper or bags? <laughs> Listen, it, and she yes. always does. <laughs> yes, yes. yeah. She's always got the excess, and I've started this really annoying thing that like. Each kid gets their own wrapping paper. Mm. So, like, Madeline's gifts are wrapped in this wrapping paper. Garrett's is wrapped in this wrapping paper. So, every year, I have to go buy all this wrapping paper. And then, every year, I always don't buy enough. So, they have, like, one or two gifts that are in the, like... Generic wrapping paper. Yeah. Family wrapping paper. (laughs) And so, then I get all, like... It's not wrapped. It's not mine. I'm like, it is yours. Just open it. <laughs> yeah. Another I was talking to somebody about that the other day, and they used to do that for their kids, but they wouldn't tell them which wrapping paper was theirs until Christmas. So, like, they would do mm-hmm. they would do oh, a theme smart. of like they would do like black wrapping paper, and like one of the girls would get a certain design, and the other one would get another design, but they wouldn't know which one was which until Christmas. Yeah. That's perfect. That way they don't yeah. fuck with yes. them. Yes. Mm-hmm. We just don't wrap ours until the last second. And so that way they oh, can yeah. mess mm-hmm. with them. Uh, well, mine are just so like, 
they always know who it is, even if mm-hmm. I didn't tell them. Because, like, this year, Madeline has, like, Elsa wrapping oh, paper. Yeah. Garrett's got video mm-hmm. game wrapping paper. And Sticky's mm-hmm. got, like, little aliens. And I'm like, they would know yeah. whose was whose <laughs> before yeah, I Yeah, Mom tried that a few times Especially for us. And it was always Nightmare Before mm-hmm. Christmas for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get <laughs> That's it. That's fine. Well, see, what really would have thrown us off is if you wrapped, like, mine exactly. in Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas, because we would have, like, exactly. for yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I am uh, I am the Grinch this year, and I'm here to ruin y'all's uh, Christmas spirit. I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. Thanks. I have been texting the girls I'm all not. week, and I'm like, <laughs> I am very sorry for what I'm about to tell you, because this story is really fucked up. <laughs> I, yeah, I was Googling Christmas murders, which is not probably something you should Google. Um, But there was like a, (laughs) there was like a list of like, like 20 Christmas murders. And this guy's name, I picked it because of this guy's name, but then it ended up being like a really messed up story. So I know that you guys, yeah. Great. Um, So all of the, all of the trigger warnings here. All of them. I'm just going to stare at, I have a sticker on my computer. That's a coffee cup full of cats. And I'm just going to stare at that. There you go. Yeah. During this. Oh Lord. Mm-hmm. At the end you're like, yeah, that was a good story. I have no idea what you were talking about. No really? You, you were on mute the whole time. <laughs> so I didn't hear anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so today we're going to be talking about Ronald Gene Simmons, and everybody knows who Gene Simmons is, but this is not, yes, this is not that Gene Simmons. Um, (laughs) So Mr. Simmons was born on July 15th of 1940 to Loretta and William in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I love the name Loretta. I do too. I love it. And I think it's just like super country and it's like that, like really pretty country. I I love that. Mm -hmm. That was probably really rude, but I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not like exactly country country names. (laughs) All right. So he was born in 1940 and uh, Ronald's dad ended up um, passing away from a stroke in January of 1943. So he was like two or three years old when his dad died. Mm-hmm. So not even a year later, um, his mom remarried a guy named William D. Griffin, and he was a civil engineer for the Army Corps of Engineers. The Army moved them around all over the place. They were all over the U.S. for about 10 years. <clears throat> and then in 1946, they moved them to Little Rock, Arkansas. We should ask Dad if Papa <laughs> maybe knew something about this. I know he wasn't in the Air Force, but this is or the navy um mm-hmm. anyways uh so on september 15th of 1957 at the age of 17 simmons decided to drop out of high school so he just drops out oh, yeah no, and uh he ends up joining the navy mm-hmm. so he joins the navy and his first place that he's stationed is washington and while he's uh in the navy in washington he meets a woman and this woman's name is becky Ulibari. I love that last name. It took me forever to figure out how to say it. Um, 
So they fell in love and they ended up getting married in New Mexico on July 9th of 1960. Over um, uh, the next 18 years, the couple had seven children. Oh my gosh. Seven children. Seven. That's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. In 1963, Simmons Mm -hmm. decided to leave the Navy, and not even two years later, he decided that he still wanted that kind of like military experience, so he joined the Air Force. Um, During his 20 years uh, in the military, Simmons got a whole bunch of different awards. Um, The Bronze Star Medal, the Republic of Vietnam Gallantry Mm -hmm. Cross for his service as an airman, and the Air Force Ribbon of Excellent Marksmanship. So he was, he did very well in the military. He, that's kind of where he thrived. So Simmons retired from the Air Force and the military altogether in November of 1979. And uh, his last ranking in the military was Master Sergeant. So he he did a lot mm-hmm. for in the military. Um, so in 1981, though, the facade that Ronald and Becky were a happily married couple and that he was a good father was completely shattered all all at once oh no so this is where it starts getting a little wild um the family was living in new mexico when rumors of physical and sexual abuse even incest against simmons surfaced so in april of 1981 simmons was being investigated by the cloudcroft new mexico department of human services because there was a rumor that he was the father of his 17-year-old daughter's child. His 17-year-old daughter's name is Sheila. Um, So the rumors were true. Um, He had been frequently sexually abusing Sheila, and one time she got pregnant. Um, She decided that she was going to have the child, and they raised the child, they assimilated the child into the family. So basically it would, the kid was just like part of the family. It was, it was Sheila's daughter basically. Right. So at this point he's being investigated. So he starts getting paranoid and he's getting like really frantic and he doesn't really know what to do. So he's freaking out because he doesn't want to be arrested for incest. And so he, uh, Packs up the whole family in in the late year of 81, and he moves from New Mexico to Arkansas. So he first moves to Ward, Arkansas in Lone Oak County, and then to Pope County near uh, Dover, Arkansas in the summer of 1983. Dover sounds really familiar. Like we've been mm-hmm. around there before. I don't know. Um, so the family ended up... Uh, buying like a a big plot of land Um, and they found their home on a 13 acre plot of land six miles north of dover and they ended up calling it mockingbird hill which just seems really ominous Hmm. like at the time i'm sure it wasn't but now it seems kind of ominous now yeah so Mm -hmm. they had this like this big plot of land and for their house he decided that he was going to take two old trailers, old mobile homes, and just put them together. Just back them up against each other, basically. So 
right. neither of the trailers had a phone. Neither of them had indoor plumbing. And the entire um, trailer thing was covered by a makeshift fence that was up to 10 feet tall in certain places. So that just goes to show uh, you that he's freaking out at this point, basically. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a privacy fence. And it, it, it says makeshift, so it can't be, like, a regular type fence. It's going to mm-hmm. look like a, like a jail. Something. Yeah. Like, you just look it's at like it a, and you're like, yeah. something not right is going on. In or there. maybe it's made out of, like, pallets. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah. Um. So... As a result of the house not having any plumbing, Simmons ordered his entire family to dig three cesspits. And a cesspit is exactly what you think it is. Mm -hmm. So um, Simmons worked a whole bunch of really low-paying jobs in the nearby town of Russellville, Arkansas. Uh, He quit his first job. uh, He quit his job at an accounts receivable clerk at Woodline Motor Freight after numerous reports of inappropriate sexual advances. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Right? Get a hint, you nasty <clears throat> old so, man. Um, he <gasps> ended up going to work for the Sinclair Mini Mart um, a, for about a year and a half, and he quit on December of 1987. Uh, by this time, the number of people in the house was reduced down to just seven people. So two of his children, uh, Billy and Sheila, had moved out. They were married. They had their own kids. So they were they were gone, basically. Mm-hmm. So shortly before Christmas on nineteen uh, in nineteen eighty seven, Simmons decided that he was going to kill his entire family. No, no, why? No. Are you guys ready for this? All right. No. So on the morning of December twenty second, um, his uh, the the killings began. His first killing was his wife Becky and his oldest son Gene. He ended up beating them both with a crowbar and then shot them both with a twenty two caliber pistol. He then strangled his three year old granddaughter Barbara. <gasps> Simmons dumped the bodies into one of the cesspits that he had forced his children to dig. Simmons then waited for the other children to return home from school for Christmas break. And when they got there, he told them, I have a present for each of you guys, but I can only give it to you one at a time. So he takes them all into the trailer and he starts bringing them outside one by one. The first person that he took outside was his 17-year-old daughter, Loretta. Uh, He took her outside and he strangled her while holding her head underwater in a barrel of rainwater. The three other children, Edie, Marianne, and Becky, were taken outside one by one and murdered just the same as their sister. And then all of the bodies were dumped into the cesspit. on the afternoon of December 26th, the remaining family members came over to the house. 
because they had been invited to do Christmas with their dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So the next family member to be murdered uh, was Simmons' son, Billy, and his wife, Renetta. He shot them both in the head. He then strangled and drowned their 20-month-old uh, son, oh Trey. God. Simmons then shot and killed his oldest daughter, Sheila, and her husband, Dennis McNulty. Simmons then strangled his 7-year-old daughter, who he had with his oldest daughter, Sheila. The last family member was his 21-month-old grandson, Michael. Simmons laid the rest of the, uh, the bodies of the rest of his family in a neat row in the lounge of the house. All of the bo- bodies had been covered with coats except for Sheila. Sheila was covered in Becky's best tablecloth. The bodies of Trey and Michael, so the babies uh were wrapped in plastic sheeting and left in an abandoned car at the end of the street not sure why he decided to do that maybe he just realized he couldn't do it yeah maybe he couldn't start looking at them so he put them far away Mm, so it sounds um this is really fucked up uh, after the murders, Simmons drives to Sears in Russellville, the, the next town over, and he picks up all of the mm-hmm. Christmas gifts that he ordered for his family. Uh, okay. Later that night, he went to go drink at a local bar, um, and then he went home, and he spent the rest of the night drinking beer and watching TV. Um, he spent the whole next day drinking beer and watching TV. Now, remember, part of his family is in the other room. The The, the bodies of his yeah, family is, are in the other room. Yes. <clears throat> so for a day and a half, he just kind of sits around the house watching TV and drinking beer. So on the morning of December 28th, Simmons drove to Walmart in Russellville, Arkansas. He purchased a gun at this Walmart. His uh, next stop was the law firm uh, where he had met a woman named Kathy Kendrick. Uh, Simmons had always hit on her constantly, and she shot him down constantly. So he walks into the office, and he shoots and kills Kendrick. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What? What? Um, he, so he had a couple more stops to make before he was, he was ready to be done. Um, and so his next stop was going to be the oil company office. Uh, he was looking for the owner named Rusty Taylor. Taylor was also the owner of the Sinclair mini Mart that he had worked at previously. He Mm. shot and wounded Taylor before, um, killing someone else. Excuse me. James Chaffin, uh, was the only, uh, victim that was killed. That was a stranger to Simmons. So everyone that he killed, he knew, basically, except for this one person. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. crazy. Um, another employee that was in the building at the time had been shot at, but he, he was never hit. Uh, so Simmons' next stop was going to be the Mini Mart, the Sinclair Mini Mart. He shot and wounded two people, um, and then he had one more stop before he was done. So his final stop was the office of the Woodline Motor Freight Company. 
Um, he shot his former supervisor twice, just wounding her. And he ordered one of the employees at gunpoint to call the police. So. God, do you know how scary yeah. that would be? Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. that would be so scary. Um, so when the police get there, Simmons hands over his gun and he surrenders without any resistance. He, it kind of seems like he had this kind of planned, like I have to do all this and then I'm yeah. done. Uh, throughout the 40 minute long rampage, Simmons killed two people and injured four others. So it took him 40 minutes to go to all those places and kill two people and injure four more. That's no, like no time. At not all. at all. Mm-mm. Um, so after, after the arrest, uh, he went, he underwent psychiatric evaluation, um, where he was found fit to stand trial. So he was good. He, he knew what he was doing. So they said, Nope, you're going to, you're going to be on trial. Um, he first went to a trial for the murders of Kendrick and Chaffin. Um, and he was found guilty in May of 1988 and he was sentenced to death. He made a statement under oath agreeing with this sentence. I, Ronald Gene Simmons Sr., want it to be known that it is my wish and my desire that absolutely no action by anybody be taken to appeal um, or in any way change this sentence. It is further respectfully requested that the sentence be carried out expeditiously. So he's like, yep, just mm. kill me. I'm done. Do it. Get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't know this, but apparently, um, anytime you get a, uh, uh, death sentence, um, you, it, yeah. you automatically appeal it kind of, it's just like, it's just what kind of what happens. So he, he decided, no, I don't want to appeal it. I'm not going to do that. And I'm saying right now on the record, I, this is what is going to happen. And I don't want that. Yeah. Um, so he then, uh, went on trial for the murder of his 14 family members and was found guilty on February 10th of 1989. Um, he was again sentenced to death by lethal injection. As for the motive, there was a whole bunch of different theories on why he did this in the first place. Like I have a, a personal theory, but it's, it, there's a whole bunch of different ones. Uh, one of the family friends told investigators that Simmons wife, Becky had been saving up money to divorce Simmons, uh, when the killings happened. So during the, um, trial, uh, one of the, the prosecutors, John Bynum, Um, had introduced a letter between Simmons and his daughter, Sheila, in which Simmons was mad at Sheila that she had revealed that he was the father of her child and that he would see her in hell. So he wrote a letter to his daughter. Basically, she told people that her daughter was her dad's daughter. That is so weird to say. Um, But she apparently told people. And so this letter is introduced and I guess he didn't know that it was going to be introduced in the trial. Um, So he flipped. 
um, he had to be removed from the courtroom because he punched the prosecutor and tried to grab one of the deputy's handguns. Oh my God. For the letter being shown. Like, do you really think that that's not going to come out? I I feel like, I feel like he thought if I kill everybody, everybody that kind of knows anything about this, then it'll be fine. Which is not what happened. Mm -hmm. Not what happened. Uh, Yeah. What? Freaking wild. Um, So he refused, refused, refused to appeal his death sentence, stating that those who oppose the death penalty in my particular case, anything short of death would be a cruel and unusual punishment. Which he's not technically wrong. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Right, but when people say stuff like that, I'm like, exactly. I want you yes, to, because you this is you need to live yes. with what you did, and you like yeah. be you upset to about what you did, and yeah. that's like, that he wants it to happen quickly, ugh. and that's why he doesn't want to have any appeals because mm-hmm. he wants it to happen quickly. He knows what's going to happen. <sighs> so, uh, I lost my spot. Uh, The trial court conducted a hearing concerning Simmons' um, competence to waive further proceedings and concluded his decision was valid. So there was um, like a little offshoot, but um, Simmons became the subject of a United States Supreme Court case, Whitmore versus Arkansas, when another death row inmate, Whitmore, attempted and unsuccessfully uh, tried to force an appeal for Simmons' case. So basically this guy was saying like this guy not getting his appeal because he murdered 14 people. I only murdered one person. So I should get my appeal kind of, mm-hmm. he's using it as like a, mm-hmm. like a leverage oh, type thing okay. and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So basically Simmons had to go to uh, court a whole bunch uh, because he did not want his appeal. He had, to, he had to continue going to court. Damn. Wow. Sucks for him. Exactly. That sucks. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. while on death row, Simmons had to be separated from the general population of the prison. So a bunch of other prisons, like I said, uh, w- when you get um, a death sentence, you um, kind of just do an appeal. Like everyone does it. It's, it's just what happens. So mm-hmm. a lot of the other pris- prisoners were threatening him. Um, because they were worried that his refusal to appeal would affect their appeals. Because they were questioning him so much? Because it was like this brand new thing, like this had never really happened before. And uh, where someone was Uh. just like, nope, don't want to do it. Just kill me. I'm done. I I don't want to do it. And so Mm -hmm. they were obviously worried because they're like, well, does this mean like we don't get appeals now? And so that's kind of what it was. And uh, so he had to be completely separated from everybody. Well, I'm surprised. I thought that death row inmates, period, were separated. Like I didn't realize. <clears throat> so they, they, they are. Um, there's normally, it depends on what prison you're at, but the normally death row is like its own kind of section. 
but it's like a general population mm-hmm. of oh, death so row, all the people, death row like people in one section. Oh, okay. So he had to be separated from everybody. Like all But you're usually on death row for a long yes. time. Yeah. Which is where like the appeals and stuff come like, in. That's what it is. Like yeah. if you do an appeal, you have mm-hmm. to get like they have to go over your case again and then it starts the whole process over and over and over and over again. And that's why people do a lot of appeals because they try and drag it out as long as Push as long as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so on May thirty first of nineteen ninety, Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton signed Simon Simmons execution warrant. On June twenty fifth, he mm-hmm. died of lethal <laughs> injection. None of his surviving relatives would claim his body. So he was buried in a potter's field in Lincoln County, Arkansas. So, uh, like, did he have any he did. relatives? So, it, like, um, his, really? his, um, his mom's side of the family, I guess. Like, he did have a few oh, living relatives. Okay. Like siblings, yeah. maybe, or yeah. something. Yeah. So um, that is uh, fucked up Santa Claus. Mr. Gene Simmons. Oh, I hated it. I, so that was horrible. I'm so sorry. That was the worst thing I've I'm ever so heard in my sorry. life. I knew it was going to be bad. I I knew it was going to be bad. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I literally was like, yeah. breathe, breathe. I know. I like, wanted to breathe. cry. I was. I I was reading this. I've read this about ten times today, and I've said it out loud. I've like read it to my cat. Everything, and. I was still <laughs> choking up when I was reading this shit. It's so wild. It's so, no. it's not easy. It's so, well, I'm just like, so crazy. And I know we've talked about this before, but like, if I get out of my kids and they start crying, like I get mm-hmm. upset. I yep. couldn't imagine like Mm-mm. doing that to a kid Mm-mm. and not like, feeling anything I couldn't imagine and I think that's what it was was like after everything happened he kind of like just sunk and didn't really didn't really know what to do and like the kids in the car I understand why he would do that like get them out of the house basically but Mm -hmm. why leave the rest of the family there Right, and it was only part of the family. And I'm like, they were. S- the rest of the yeah. bodies were already in the cesspits, yeah. which is so disgusting. So Absolutely disgusting. disgusting. Can you Maybe imagine just... having to pull right. them out of there? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was like a. I mean, not. That I hate to say this, but like a. This is how he thought of mm-hmm. people, right? So, like, mm-hmm. this part of the family yeah. can go here. Like, this family I yeah. actually like. You know what I mean? Like, they can stay yeah. in the house. And then I think he just... I genuinely think he probably just couldn't stand looking at the yes. little ones. And so he was like, get them. So, yeah, my story that I put together in my brain was that uh, Sheila started telling people that the kid was her dad's. And then he was... Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote the letter to her like you're I'm gonna see you in hell basically um because you're telling people about this and then his and then Becky found out his wife found out and she was trying to divorce him and he found out that all of this stuff was happening he was losing jobs left and right for sexual harassment 
and he all of this shit was coming out about him and he hit his limit and was like everybody that knows anything about this anybody that has wronged me in the past like few years is gonna die and then i'm gonna yeah i guess he couldn't um he had to have the death sentence instead of anything else i guess i don't know it's just so weird well i'm like imagine how loud it must have been in that Mm -hmm. house you know like it's just so much going on and then all of a sudden for it to just be like yes quiet quiet yeah i feel like probably really hit him where he was like okay i'm gonna finish this and then i'm done like and that's possible at that point it's like why don't you just kill yourself that's uh, like yeah right yeah, I, I, right. again, I hate saying that too, but like he didn't need to kill yeah. everybody Seriously, else. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. like you were saying, he, he was sitting in his house drinking beer and watching TV and realized like, oh, fuck, like I killed my entire family. And he was like, well, I mean, there's yeah. still people that know about this, so I have to kill them first before I can turn myself in or whatever. Yeah. I want to know why it made him so upset. The letter? Like, you obviously, his, his granddaughter oh, being yeah. his daughter, I'm like, you obviously <clears throat> knew how bad it was. I wonder if he ended up having guilt Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. You know, like, he, like, genuinely was like, I feel horrible mm-hmm. about what I did, that, like, he couldn't mm-hmm. stand hearing somebody else right. say it out loud. I mean, it's very possible. But I'm like, at that point, you ended up killing everybody. Like, yeah. It's really hard to try and understand what these people were thinking. I know. You could oh never yeah. Have him do and the, like I had you guys Google a picture of him. He looks like Santa Claus. He looks like one of those mall Santas mm-hmm. that you should not let your children around. That it's exactly what he looks mm-hmm. like. He has a huge mm-hmm. white beard. He's wild looking. Yeah. Creepy. Mm-hmm. It's so. Well, good job. Listen, you don't have to say good job. I know that was a shitty story. <laughs> it was it was dumb, but you. you did a good job. <laughs> but then with the whole like appeals thing, I'm like because it's all it all it mentioned in like the the stuff that I was looking at was like he he said this, and I was like okay, I understand that, but why is it such a big deal that he said that? And then I found that other case that mm-hmm. like someone was like. No, he he has to have an appeal so that I can have one, and it didn't work. So, I just think it's funny that he ended up having to go to court more for asking not to have appeals. Uh huh. I get, but like, I'm I'm confused as to why somebody was like, I. I get an appeal if he gets an appeal, but if he doesn't get an appeal, so, I don't get an appeal. Yeah, like, I don't work like that it way. Work that so way. I don't so know confused. if it's if that's like exactly how it is. That's kind of paraphrasing kind of what I read, but he was. Um, I'm trying to find the the part of it where I had it written down. Um, basically, it was it was unfounded that someone did not want an appeal, and everyone was freaking out that he. Um, would change kind of like the the law about appeals, I guess, and so people started freaking out about yeah. it and thinking that theirs was yeah. get taken away. So mm-hmm. I I don't know if it was the like severity of his murders 
or if it was um, just like someone he knew or they kept saying like next friend. So apparently um, in prison, a next friend is someone that can like help make legal decisions, I guess. I don't, I don't know if I'm reading it correctly, but I probably shouldn't be saying any of this. So, anyways, basically, he was worried that things were going to change and he wasn't going to get his appeal. But he was also like, no, this guy did these like really crazy things and I need to bring this up in my defense somehow for some reason. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't do as bad Kind of. And it was also did, so about, I like, like habeas corpus, which is, like, the um, a quick and speedy trial, basically. Like, he was mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. something about that, like, contesting that he didn't get habeas corpus. Like, it, it sounded like the Whitmore guy was basically just, like, complaining and was his last straw and was trying to figure out what to do. And he was like, no, this... Like, I have to have this. But, um, yeah. yeah, Simmons ended up having to go to uh, lots of different hearings and uh, Supreme Court hearings Good. because of this other guy. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. It's ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Sucks. I hate him. And it was, like, close well. to... I feel like I've heard the names of those towns before. Like we've been to some of those towns. There was Russellville. 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 Richard goes there yeah. a lot for Which is why work. Mm-hmm. Or he used yeah, to like um work. Simmons stepdad was in the army the same time our grandpa was in the army. So mm-hmm. maybe. Who knows? Somebody knows maybe. somebody knows somebody. What is it? The, yes, somebody knows somebody that did something. Three, five degrees of Kevin Bacon se- separation. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> what? You never heard that? that? <laughs> I love Kevin um, Bacon. He's my favorite human. Five degrees planet. of separation. Okay, okay yeah. So yeah. basically, like, yes. The, you, any, it, like, I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows Kevin Bacon. Everybody okay. is five so, steps away from it. Kevin yeah. Bacon. And you can do it with anybody. So you yeah. know Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I don't know anybody that knows Kevin Bacon. But you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. I need to figure out. I exactly. Figure out. <laughs> Who knows somebody that knows Kevin Bacon? Let me know. We'll put out polls right on now. Instagram. <laughs> Do you know somebody that knows somebody yeah. that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows Kevin Bacon? <laughs> that knows Kevin it, Bacon. Also, I need to say exactly. hi. Exactly. So is it much. normally? It's always Kevin Bacon, right? Why is it Kevin Bacon? I don't know. Because everybody loves true. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon is awesome. He's the most amazing person on the planet. Yeah, Footloose. Yeah. Him and his wife. Mm-hmm. I love them. I follow them yes. on Instagram. She is so sweet. I just mm-hmm. want to like... Order Speaking of Kevin cute. Bacon, I just watched a, an insane movie. Crap. 
No. Was it called Tremors? Oh, God. I need to watch Tremors again. I've been hearing, like, people have <laughs> yes. been talking about this recently. I need to watch them again. I love that um, movie. Leave the World Behind. Have you guys heard about this? Okay, yes. I've heard about it. I On haven't Netflix? watched it. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but basically, at the end of it, I was mad and scared and worried all at the same time. Kevin Bacon's in it. He's not in it for very long. Like, and I, (laughs) me being me, I was talking to my mentor about it and I was like, the music sucked. It was really bad score, like (laughs) throughout the entire movie. But, and she was like, you realize that's like not the point of them. And I was like, yes, I'm very well aware of that. I just had to let somebody know that I didn't like the music in the movie. (laughs) But yeah. Like it's like is the, it like real life? Like made you scared yes. of like for real life, or made you no, just because it of is movie? like the, okay, the Obamas yes, produced it. Is it is something that could the Obamas and it could happen and could possibly be happening. Yeah. Oh hell! What is it's it like it's like all the conspiracy theories that everybody yeah. talks about. And all of yeah. that shit, and apparently the ending is horrible. It is. I haven't watched it. I don't want to um, watch it. What's it called? Leave the world behind. Leave the world behind. Julia Roberts is in it. I love him too. Me too. Um, I'm not well, gonna watch I it. I do know somebody that is the father of uh the kid from Black Phone. <laughs> I don't know Kevin Bacon though. From what? Black phone. What's that? You don't know what that movie is? No. Okay, so it Ethan Hawke's in it, and it's this guy that's like kidnapping kids and killing them, and he kidnap. I'm not giving anything away. It's all in the trailer. He kidnaps this kid, and then the kid starts seeing the ghost of the other kids that he's murdered, and they're like trying to help him get away from this guy. Oh, wait, is is it on Netflix? I didn't hear the first part. Uh, No, it's on, uh, I think we watched it on Amazon. Okay. Um, But it's so, it's such a good movie. It's so good. And um, we, uh, anyway, the guy that sold us our house, not our realtor, but the guy that we had to deal with, he is his dad. I was like, that is so I think I remember you saying that. Where did Sage go? I don't know. <laughs> he vacated the premises. <laughs> oh my gosh. Watch I thought him pop it back was, on here. I thought it was B that had the issues, and apparently it's of everyone. <laughs> it's just everybody. Well, now you're frozen. Uh oh, his Wi Fi went out. I just got a text. Yeah. Oh, he says his Wi Fi went out. Okay. Okay, we'll we'll all go ahead and end it, and then that way we'll be done. But you can find us on Instagram, um, at 3 Swift Podcast. We are on Facebook, 3 Siblings Walk Into a Bar. Um, Go on there, like, comment, do all the things, and yeah. YouTube. Oh, yes, YouTube. Don't forget Mm -hmm. YouTube. You can see that Sage left and that me and Shay stared at each other like we have no (laughs) clue what's going on. (laughs) And that's what happens when three siblings (laughs) walk into a bar.